Hello and welcome to 25 Cents, an Apple Arcade podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Nick. Each episode, we'll be talking about the Apple Arcade games we've tried, what we keep going back to, what we think might be great games to check out if you've got kids, and preview upcoming games. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on the web at goodstuff.fm. Hello, Nick. How are you doing? Good, good. Welcome back to the show. Coming to the end of a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you have you have break next week as well as what we figured out. I'm in Canada, you're in the United States, so we sometimes have the same holidays and sometimes they're different as countries. Yes, well, I, I, don't, have, I don't have break, but my, my yeah. son is off school. Um, I think I'm going to try to take a day. Uh, yeah, that's me too. I'm in the situation working from home where the kids are off school and then, um, so normally there probably would be a lot more, uh, there probably will be some extra video game screen time happening around here so I can get some mm-hmm, work done. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I try to take a day or two off in there just to make it a little more fun for the kids who don't always understand what work is and, <laughs> and less stress for myself, I guess, too. All those, all those routines of uh, poor adult life. Yeah. <laughs> we, we had a little bonus screen time last week because my son was uh, sick and, you know, needed a little more distracting during the day. Yeah, that's always like, I, I, I think our kids, my kids anyways, have gotten to the point where they're like kind of looking forward to almost being sick sometimes, as long as it's not too sick, obviously, but it's just like, I think my stomach's feeling a little off, dad. I might have to stay home from school. <laughs> play, play some, play some switch yeah. or, or <laughs> Apple Arcade. Exactly. I always remember... I think when I, when a sick day was like sleep in, wake up, watch the price is right. Cause it was on at like <laughs> yeah. 10 30 or 11 in the morning. And then I'd transition into, at least in high school, all of the Star Trek reruns would be on during the day on one of our channels. Oh yeah. Nice. So there'd be like four hours of Star Trek random episodes. Speaking of games, since this is a video game podcast, what uh, we played last week or last since last episode, sometimes it's not a week ago, sometimes it's longer, but uh, last episode we decided to play Pilgrims and I was just playing a little bit beforehand on the stream here. So if you're happy to be watching on Twitch, that's what I was playing. So what what did you think of Pilgrims? What was your experience as a pilgrim in Pilgrims? So uh, there were a couple times where I got a little confused or stuck. Um, not really being sure what to do next. But as you kind of visit each of the several locations that are available to you at any given time on the map, you can kind of start to see like, oh, you know, this uh, character had the little thought bubble looking for some item. I remember seeing that on the shelf in this other place. So I'll go back there and see what I need to do to get that thing from the other character. So there's a lot of that kind of chaining. So it's it's less like other point-and-click adventure games where you kind of have your inventory and you're like, what weird combination of items can I put together in my inventory to make the thing that will unlock the door? And it was more kind of, okay, I'll wander around everywhere I can go, see what see what's there, see what everybody wants, and then try to get the combination of, you know, at any given time there's sort of your main character, which is the mustached Pilgrim, I guess. Right. And then you have some supporting characters that are sometimes available to you. And depending on where you are and who you bring out and which item you bring out, different things will happen. Sometimes it'll be just like a funny little vignette and other times it will actually get you some progress uh, through the through the story. Yeah, I find, I don't know how you found it. Like when I first tried the game, I was a little bit confused. Like it does a decent job of explaining what's going to happen here, but I kind of like didn't totally get the mechanics of like, 
I'm going to drag a card up from the bottom to sort of play in this scene and see if that works like choosing a character and then choosing the, like you said, the accessories or the things that you've picked up along the way. Um, that wasn't, I don't know, it just wasn't immediately obvious. And you, I, I kind of come from like, whatever the reason is, maybe it's just cheap background or whatever. Of like, what if I play something and it's the wrong thing in this kind of game and it, I lose it and it's gone kind of idea. Cause it kind of feels that way. Like you're playing a card at least in games mm-hmm. that I played and then that card is gone. And whereas in this game, it's very clear, obviously you figure out pretty quickly, the cards come back as you, if you play the wrong one in a scene or whatever, it's not the one you need, you get it back. Um, and so right. that sort of fear, I guess, was un- unlocked pretty quickly. But um, but yeah, it was actually, I, I sort of went back and forth on enjoying it a lot, then getting kind of frustrated, just like the mindless, not, not quite mindless, but like almost mindless, like, okay, I have to go back now to get the fish over here that I saw, click over there, wait for him to walk across and then go, you know, the... Uh, finding the key to unlock the next door, basically kind of mechanic of the game. Um, but then actually just now, I, so I hadn't played it for a few days here and then I was just playing on the stream, like I said beforehand. And, mm-hmm. and it's actually fun. Like I was enjoying unlock. I, I think I'd gotten sort of blocked a little bit or whatever fairly early on in the game. As anybody listening to the podcast knows, I get about 20% of the way through a game. If that Nick gets a lot further along and uh, hashtag switch except this time it's actually <laughs> hashtag uh, NHL 20 for the Xbox or whatever that I just got distracted with. But um, yeah, and it, it was like kind of fun unlocking and then getting a new character as well to, to play with. So uh, you, you, how far did you get in the game? Uh, so I finished the game as far as I can tell. Um, so, but I did have a leg up because I'd actually started this back around arcade launch. This is one of the games I tried. I got stuck and I gave up on it, deleted it. Oh, okay. Um, and, you know, thought, oh, maybe I'll come back to it at some point. Uh, obviously, this, the, doing the show was a motivation there. What, uh, so two things on that. One was, this is the first time I've tried the sort of restore progress from iCloud. Hmm. And so when I opened it up, the one thing that was a little odd was it actually gave me this, I think, apparently standard dialogue that was, do you want to use your save on this device from one minute ago or your save from the cloud from like a month ago? Oh. I think that's a little confusing. I feel like it it should have realized that my local save was basically empty and just grabbed the cloud one. Right. But other than that, that was it was fairly clear, although I could imagine someone picking the wrong one and then... That's it, right? The cloud one gets overwritten yeah. and they lose their progress. So that's maybe not quite fully baked at the arcade service level. But yeah, I, I don't remember how I got stuck. I think there's a there's like a priest in a little village that you have to talk to, and I just couldn't get him to do anything with the right combinations of things. And then this time I did things in the right order and was able to to get him to do the next step. <laughs> that's where um, I was just actually at on the stream is the I had hit the priest with an acorn. I think the old lady threw the acorn at the priest and it rebounded off the, the church and hit him in the back of the head. And then the, the, I don't know what he is like the sort of drunk alcoholic guy <laughs> for lack of a better term. Uh, not the main character, but the sort of strong man guy. Yeah. He scared him back into the church and then I, it showed like a symbol of like needing a rope or something to tie up the priest, <laughs> which feels all weird, but that's maybe what it was. I did it in the wrong order or something. That is definitely it because I eventually was able to tie up the priest. <laughs> Which sounds like... Because, <laughs> yeah, then... Oh, I was just going to I think that's that's a good point to talk about. Kind of the art is kind of... Um, is very fun. Like, that's, that's, I think, the highlight of the game, at least for me, was these sort of 
strange looking, almost wizened old characters or like, uh, you know, very big facial features or strange facial features and, and a very animated, yeah, exaggerated, um, yeah. exaggerated expressions and stuff was, was definitely a highlight, especially during the times where I was kind of getting stuck on the puzzle element. Right. Yeah. The other scene I, th- I had was the, um, again, the muscle head guy when he went to the bar or the pub or whatever. And I, I thought he was going to ask for a drink, but he just like punched the bar, <laughs> barmaid or the bar, the, <laughs> the barman. And then the barman punched him back. And then, but then they like, I figured out you need to flip him a coin and that unlocked like him getting a pint or whatever. And then they were laughing together. So it was kind of very, very kind of bizarre, funny sequence of, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's condoning violence and tying up priests exactly as a great game message, but it was funny to watch in, in the context of this game. Well, I think, you know, so it's funny cause I don't think I got that brawl element. And, and so my sense is from having finished the game is uh, the idea is that there are a bunch of different combinations that will actually work to progress the story. Right. And so I was able to finish, but I only saw maybe a quarter of the possible outcomes at the different locations on the map. The one thing that I was a little confused by was there's this element with um, a bird uh, that's sort of like the main quest. You're trying to catch this bird for the old woman who has the rowboat. And there were the first time I realized it was like a core quest component was a little bubble popped up to show my guy walking one notch closer to the bird. Right. And then I was realizing like, oh, I need to go do more and find the bird more places. So there's sort of this where you do sort of key unlocks uh, or important unlocks through the game that get you closer to the bird and then eventually you get the bird. Okay. <laughs> and, but yeah, so th- I get, I think as a whole, the the art and experience of the game, and especially the way the characters express themselves non-verbally, you know, which is great for a, a game going international, right? Mm-hmm. Is they don't have to record dialogue; just a, a couple characters going like, rrr, rrr, rrr. yeah, it's a little bit simlish and, almost, and or, or simish, yeah, like the Sims. Yeah, language. exactly. I was interested or, or excited, I guess, to see that it's a short game. Cause it, I guess this again goes back to where if you'd paid five bucks for a game, a hand-drawn game like this, and it's short, you're kind of like, Oh, that feels a little bit like I got my, didn't get my money's worth, even though it's a really beautiful, you know, interesting game. Whereas an Apple arcade, you can just play through this game and it's short. And I don't know if you felt it short, but like, that's what I, one review I was reading just the other day was just kind of like alluding to the fact that it's a shorter game. And that's kind of like a drawback normally in a game on uh, mobile or whatever, where you've paid for it. Whereas with Apple Arcade, it's part of your subscription. So who cares if it's short, kind of like Netflix releasing a 20 minute show and then releasing a two hour show. You don't really care. You're not worried about getting your money's worth. You just want to be entertained. And if it's a good, good show. So um, in finishing it, I guess, did you feel like, was there any element of that of like, Oh, I, I'm surprised it's over already or just kind of like... Yeah, yeah I I really... It, it felt shorter than expected. In particular, I assumed that as I cleared the first map area, that there would then be another map area. But instead, it was end credits. Oh, wow. So it's that short. Like... Yeah. Hmm. Um, so so that's really good. It's, it's digestible. So I think that kind of gets to the arcade model where we get to see these small studios put together these kind of really beautiful games where doing this kind of art at scale would be really, really hard. But mm-hmm. as a small, digestible, not mini game, but but a smaller game, you can really build this complete experience. 
that you wouldn't get otherwise if you just had to do it as an upfront paid business model or an IAP business model. Yeah. So I think that's something that Arcade is maybe unlocking more as a possibility. And that's that's cool for someone who enjoys the art of games. Yeah. Unlike uh, Grindstone that we talked about last week, I'm not really going to be going back to this one. Maybe they'll add a whole new set of levels and I'll see that on the What's New in Arcade uh, tab. But yeah, I mean, I think I'm done with this game. I, I enjoyed the experience. I think I got... If I look through the settings view, I got 16 of the achievements, but I don't really see myself going achievement hunting and trying to get all the other possible combinations of quest unlocks. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think unless I got stuck somewhere and like felt like, you know, how sometimes in these kind of games, you're like, you get stuck on a, on a question, sort of like what you did. And then you, it just feels like I'd rather just start over because I can't remember where the thing was. and I don't want to have to run around or whatever, you know, that's where I could, mm-hmm. I guess you could maybe start over, but, but yeah, otherwise I don't think there's a replayability here to that, which I think, again, like we've said in a few different ways, I think is fine for this kind of game too, especially under the Apple arcade model. Um, whereas normally they'd probably have to do in-app purchase or or season upgrades or whatever kind of thing just to make some money off of it um and and yeah like i said i guess that's one way we could like we could build some sort of spreadsheet tracker of like games that actually have um extra extra things added to them down the road would sort of indicate some level of like how much they were played on apple arcade how successful they were versus games that kind of just get left and then the publisher themselves maybe doesn't ever come back to apple arcade so uh, again we'll someday we'll get a an actual dev producer person who's maybe off off the nda <laughs> from apple arcade to talk about how it actually works behind right. the scenes but for upfront it's a it's a fun game and definitely worth grabbing uh just to try out and play so i didn't play with moving sort of transitioning into kids corner <laughs> we i didn't actually play it with the kids around or play it with them uh i don't imagine you did either with given sort of the mechanics of it and, and storyline maybe I, I didn't, you know, just the trailer uh, and the art style alone was enough for me to decide like, yeah, oh, there's these kind of creepy looking characters. That's something, yeah. you know, they're not quite human looking with their exaggerated features. And I, I got the sense that that wouldn't appeal to my to my six year old. Yeah. 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 I think I could definitely see nine, 12 year old, my older kids uh, playing it and enjoying it to a point. But I think, yeah, the, the mechanic of it, I think, I don't know if they I, I guess I've, I have yet to see them play a game that's. Uh, um that you sort of have to use your imagination, fill in the blanks of figuring out what they're actually asking for. But I think they'd probably enjoy it again, being short enough that they could see sort of the end results fairly quickly with it too. A few episodes ago, we talked about how, well, okay, we're paying for arcade. We have all these games. Why don't we pick from one of these? And uh, at least in my case, sometimes, you know, my, my son will see something else on the store splash page when he goes in uh, or, he'll have an idea for a game that he kind of hopes exists and will ask me like, Hey, can I have a game that is like this, a, like a cooking game or a city building game? And was just wondering, especially since you have older kids who maybe have uh, something more like an allowance type income or even little odd job type income, how do you manage them (laughs) deciding to pick up new games for any of the devices, arcade or otherwise? Yeah, we actually haven't had to cross this too much other than like trying to educate our kids on what um, what like digital purchases are, are actually meaning. Like uh, my son, I think it was last Christmas or the Christmas before, I forget, but he, he had, had got some money and he wanted to convert it to, he wanted to buy, uh, let's say it was NHL and NBA games for the Xbox. They had a, a deal on like the FIFA as well or something. Anyways, whatever combination of games it was, he bought one and I was like, you know what? I don't think we're going to play it. I don't 
And also if you buy it digitally, you can't resell it. You can't give it to your friend or, or whatever. It's, we're stuck with it, a kind of, you know, idea, but it was, you know, we're trying to also let him spend his money his way. And so we ended up buying it. And then that particular game anyways, what it was NBA or, or FIFA, or I can't remember. Basically we've played kind of twice and now it's just sitting on our Xbox account and we could play it someday. It's not like it's wasted per se. It's not, we're not like disappointed that he spent the money, but it was good, a good lesson for him of like learning about whether you buy a game, whether you play the demo, where you, whether you try and wait for it to be borrowed from the library. And, and so that's kind of like, and then other, other than that, it's been mainly like the, the Fortnite, uh, what is it called? Season passes or whatever, where you buy like for 15 mm-hmm. bucks, you unlock some extra, extra costumes and stuff and, and animations but then it's not a thing that you actually have <laughs> in the real world. That's a fun one slash frustrating one to walk through with kids who are like, why wouldn't I just buy it? And also they see a lot of their friends, you know, just buying everything, you know, somehow having this insane allowance for, for uh, digital downloads and stuff like that. Uh, and so kind of walking through some of that and, and teaching them about the long-term effects of buying things and how money disappears if you spend it and all those things at, at age appropriate levels, of course. And, um, cause yeah, it happens with real world stuff, real world stuff as well. Obviously not just digital downloads. They want to buy stuff that you know is going to be in the garbage in two months or less if, if it even makes it home that day. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, they, there's, we have the gluttony of, of, or whatever, of too many choices right now where we have, Switch, Xbox, and actually Apple Arcade is kind of like, and iOS games in general are so low on the totem pole in terms of right. their desire. Um, that's something we'll be crossing in the near future as they get into the age of actually having their own devices potentially and sharing all that kind of stuff, um, which I'm not looking forward to at all. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I've mentioned before that there is a family iPad, but it's primarily my son's device like he kind of has uh, dibs on it during approved times mm-hmm. and uh, actually this morning I woke up to a creatively spelled text message from him <laughs> that he found Mongolia on the map on the iPad and Mongolia had come up in a story we had read the night before so it was kind of funny he woke up and just grabbed the iPad to look at a map um, but, <laughs> but yeah I think eventually we're going to have to figure out this idea of like okay there will actually be a budget of of your spending money that you have access to from helping out around the house or whatever, you can only assign so much of it up to this maximum, and we're not going to bail you out if you yeah. make the wrong choice <laughs> and and purchase the wrong item. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely it's a learning. It's just like buying candy in the store, and you're like, uh, I know you're not going to like that or whatever. You know, like you, there's a learning point where you have to let them fail, just like riding a bike, etc. But then there's also yeah. like, okay, no, we're actually not going to let you do this because this is sometimes, <laughs> exactly. yeah, you're the, just like that. The override uh, kicks in. Yeah. <laughs> I know I've, I've had that a few times when we're playing uh, board games together and he he really you know likes a lot of board games and I, I kind of make a strategy recommendation and he's like, no, I want to do it this way. And I'm like, okay. And then, you know, it turns out to not work out for him, but that's actually been a pretty good experience, I think, that... You know, he's like making his own independent choices, but not necessarily playing the game optimally and seeing how that turns out is like a good little mini, um, yeah. Consequence is kind of the wrong word, but that idea. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. So keep it moving here. What's, what, uh, games you, <laughs> you mentioned grindstone earlier. Um, and, and I know that's one I keep 
going back to in, in our games, we keep going back to segments here. Um, it recently got an update too, which we sort of alluded to a, a bit of a change that we thought might happen. And so now it definitely has happened um, in terms of the gore slider, <laughs> which do you want yes, to elaborate there, on? <laughs> there's now a gore slider. So the, the previous only option is now the middle setting, which is, you know, we kind of talked about uh, it last episode, the, 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 the critters explode in little, giblets of of gore uh and now you can slide it to the left and get no gore they just kind of poof into little stars or you can slide it to the right and there's now additional splatter and eyeballs (laughs) so i'm gonna just for anybody's on the screen you can keep describing it i'm just gonna it's muted hopefully but i'm gonna just go in and look at this while we're talking here because it is kind of funny yeah, so so the thing that i think is is nice for me is i think this means i could see if my son likes it because while technically he could go into settings and change the slider, if I just change it to low, <laughs> he probably wouldn't notice. And then he could see if he likes the actual game itself. Um, and then the other thing that changed a little bit is I mentioned they had done an update where you didn't have to slash up the guy with the crown at the end of the level. And now that's tied to your gore setting. So if your gore setting is on low, then it just does the little kiss and poof disappear right animation and if your gore setting is on high then it just you you slash the guy up and he explodes and gives you the crown so they're they've obviously responded to feedback around the uh the violence level of the game or gore level i guess as minimal as the gore was in the game in terms of like for an adult watching like there's no nothing where you're like oh man i can't even look at this or any you know nothing game of thrones style or whatever it's just kind of like right cartoony right. nothing horrifying no yeah but it was like for a kid playing it you could definitely see where it'd be like oh there's like blood splattering everywhere as this guy goes around with a sword and like very obviously what's going on and um and I think that's an interesting little adjustment they made. And an Apple Arcade being that it's, I, I don't know what the market of market, the use case is for most people out there, but I could see a lot of parents being like, sweet, we're just going to do this. This is your arcade, your mobile gaming experience is entirely in Apple Arcade. And we can trust Apple because they're whatever, PG supposedly or whatever, <laughs> that it's all going to be good. And yeah, having that option anyways, gives it that flexibility and points to, I think the fact that grind uh grindstone is actually must be a fairly popular game that they would make that kind of update and worthwhile sort of adjusting all the graphics or whatever with whatever amount of work they had to do um so yeah i think it's it's a credit to cappy games uh that they obviously had enough success but also were listening yeah yeah um anything else you, you had finished you had a note here that you finished the enchanted world which we had played i think in episode five i want to say a few episodes back anyways yeah, a few episodes ago. Um, so I had mentioned at the time that I'd gotten stuck on this like flipping gear level. I just went and put a YouTube video up on the computer <laughs> and and kept pausing and doing the slide moves as I went because uh, I was just I had tried several times. So I I did the walkthrough for the two hardest gear levels, and then I beat the rest of the game uh, myself. So something about the way that particular subset of levels mechanics just didn't work for my brain yeah uh but once i got past those they were there were the remaining the remaining 10 or so levels i just slowly worked through over the week and and uh, got to the end of the game um with i think there were two more game worlds so yeah i mean again it was a fairly short game the the difficulty varied a lot level to level as they 
introduced new mechanics. Um, I would say it does not look like a game where there could be more story the right. way it ended. It seemed like I've defeated the big bad and gone back home. Unlike, say, Pilgrims, where it seems like they could add a new a new chapter, a new set of environments um, in, a, in a future update. For next episode, we're actually going to skip a week just with the break and stuff and give us a little more time to play. And so um, you had suggested a couple story type games, which, again, giving uh, a few weeks of, of break it makes sense. And I was thinking of the two, Muta's Zion, I don't know if you say that, or Over the Alps. Over the Alps kind of looks like an interesting one to try out of the two. Did you have a preference between the two or is it kind of either or for you? I, I think, so the reason I picked both of them is they were on the sort of award-winning list. Mm. Um, I think Mutazione, maybe, uh, won an independent game developers award and I forget which one Over the Alps won. But yeah, Over the Alps looks really cool. It's got kind of a Orient Express uh, European intrigue vibe to it, looks like. Yeah. Sounds like it could be interesting. Although the tagline for Mutazone is a mutant soap, a mutant soap <laughs> we'll, opera we'll where small-town gossip ways. meets the supernatural, which has its own uh, appeal, certainly. So that will be, we'll archive that one maybe for next time or future episode. But uh, yeah, let's do, we'll do Over the Alps for this this next time. And uh, so if you're playing along at home, you can go download that. That'll be in the show notes, of course, which you can find goodstuff.fm slash 25C slash nine is this episode. And uh, I want to thank you for listening to 25 Cents, this Apple Arcade podcast. And you can find me on Twitter. I'm iChris. And you can find me on Twitter and most everywhere else as Ultra Nerd and URD. And like I said, you can find 25 Cents wherever you listen to podcasts or at goodstuff.fm slash 25C. And be sure to hit up the Good Stuff Patreon, patreon.com slash goodstuff if you want to join our Discord, join the Minecraft server, and all that kind of fun jazz that we do at goodstuff.fm. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Bye.